Hey guys, welcome back to the Game Plan Coaching Podcast for uh, Jimmy, what I believe is our fa- oh, final episode of the year. Yorgs, this is the end. Exam week has arrived. Exciting times. It is exciting times. I'm sure the students don't quite feel as excited as what we are right now because we don't have to sit those exams, but we are, we are very excited for you guys to be yeah. in that last phase of what's been a very challenging year. Yeah, a very stressful week, but there is light at the end of the tunnel and we can see the light now. We sure can. We're not not far away. Probably people are two to three weeks away from um, beginning the next part of their lives, which is very yeah. exciting. Well, not to mention it coincided with Freedom Day on Friday, Jim. Well, how was your Freedom Day, Yorks? Like every other day for the last three months for me <laughs> anyway. We digress. <laughs> Have a good one, Jim. Um, <laughs> where do I even go with that one? Yeah. <laughs> let's, right. let's refocus. Let's refocus. Yes. So here we are, Sunday night. We're a few days out from the first exam. So for most of you out there, it's probably going to be English. And if it's not English, it's maybe going to be English language on the Thursday. So whether you're three or four days out, it's a good time to listen to this episode and get yourself around some of the key things that we're going to talk about. So first thing that I want to talk about, York, is, is how to lighten it up because that's where we are now. The students have done their hard yards. They've been busy simulating their practice exams and targeting yeah. their growth areas and revising yeah. and refocusing. But now at the start of this exam phase, we want them to, to taper off a little bit. You know, much like a swimmer, you know, going to the Olympics, they, yeah. they've done the heavy, heavy work. And when they go to the Olympics, they're not going to be doing loads of training uh, during the, the, the week that they're going to compete. So that's, no, well, that's it. they don't want to exhaust themselves. Absolutely. So this is where this is where all students are right now. So the first thing I guess we want to talk about is this concept of grazing. So by grazing, we, I'm not talking about cheese platter, you know, a lot of that as well. Um, but it's just. Take away the simulations now. We don't need to be doing the heavy, you know, arduous hours of work leading into Wednesday or Thursday. Now you're going to lighten things up. You're going to refine things. You're going to take more breaks. You're going to have more self-care. But in terms of the study, you know, you don't really need to sit a three-hour simulation on Monday before the Wednesday because it's going to tire you out. You want to be fresh and feeling good about Wednesday. So, you know, you're going to think about maybe planning those essays, maybe refining some quotes, I'm thinking about your your tactical approach as to which way you're gonna you're gonna sit those three essays, but that's what grazing is. So just doing some light study, so you feel like you're still connected, and engaged, because you can't not do anything, because then you start feeling guilty about it. Yeah. But you want to get that balance right. So that's the first thing I want to talk about with grazing. So try to freshen up, and obviously that depends on when your first exam is and what your your timetable looks like, because everyone's got a different timetable of working with a whole bunch of students. Some have got you know. Uh, a Wednesday English or Friday further, uh, Monday psychology, Wednesday and Thursday methods. The following that's a that's a pretty intense mm. period. So that that's that's got its own challenges. And I've got other students who don't even have an English this week. That their first exams are uh, the methods exam the following week. So it's different for everyone. So you've got to take stock of what your exam timetable looks like, yeah. your, your set of events, and start to plan accordingly. Yeah, absolutely, because we don't want to ignore those exams we have in the end necessarily just because they are at the end and focus on the others and realise, I guess, the night before, hang on, I've done nothing <laughs> for uh, psych. And take me back there, Yorks. Yeah. <laughs> That's my whole uni career. <laughs> we managed to get through all right, though. So, so that's the first thing we want to touch on is grazing. The, the, the next thing that we think is really important is to touch base with your teacher, have that final catch-up. Um, if you're obviously in at school now doing some study, great to catch up with your teachers because they should be back on site. But even if not on site, nothing wrong with a Teams call or a Zoom call. Just for those final, you know, pearls of wisdom um, in the lead up to the exam because they know best. They know what 
what to look out for and what to really refine these last few days before you sit that particular exam. So you've got to reach out and touch base with your teachers and just ask for that last sort of minute advice. I've got three days left. Is there anything you feel that I need to do? So get yeah. on the front foot, get on the email and ask for their advice. They are the experts. Probably your last, you know, official com- uh, conversation will happen with the teacher because mm. post-exam, then suddenly you don't need them as much anymore. Yeah. Um, well, Jimmy, I get a lot of students telling me they feel bad. They don't want to annoy the teacher. They think the teacher's busy and they think they're a burden, but the teacher wants to hear from you. If you do well, the teacher looks good. <laughs> it's their job to well, help they, you. They look good and they feel good as well, right? Yeah. I mean, that's all the... That's why teachers are in the game is to help students support absolutely. students. So, so it's their job, they want to do it. That's right. They're riding that journey with you. And uh, look, absolutely, I, I love that students think about their, mm. their teachers' well-being as well. And mm. yes, they are extremely busy right now, but this is uh, the end of your journey with them as well. And they'll be very cognizant of the fact that you might need them at this point. So they yeah. will definitely make priority for you. And they want to hear from you. So yeah, don't feel bad about that at all. Your next point I want to talk about is... is a, the tactical approach to the exam. I know you love a good tactical approach to your, your club, South Melbourne, whether you're playing a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2 down there at uh, Lakeside Stadium, but we're going to talk tactics referring to, to how you're going to approach each exam. So as we probably mentioned before, every exam's got their own, it's got its own unique way of, of, of dealing with it, right? So you need to have thought about this in the past. We've mentioned this in the previous episodes, but now's the time when you really want to be really rock solid on the way you're going to approach things. So what are you going to do during your reading time? I mean, let's take English, for example. What's your approach? Are you doing section at C first? Are you doing A or B? How do you know what you're going to do? You need to know this before you walk in. I don't want people walking in and just thinking, oh, let's see how we go. Oh, do I like that quote? Do I like that, that, um, that prompt? I'll figure it out in the day. That's going to probably leave, leave too much room. And again, this is probably your area of your the mental side of things, but we don't really want students to leave too much to chance on the day in terms of the way they're going to approach things. Absolutely. Because if we have a plan in place, we're going to hit the ground running. So generally, if we, uh, I guess we don't have that specific plan, we're going to spend a lot more time thinking, okay, how are we going to approach this? What are we going to do first? If you have that plan, yeah, as I said, you uh, get going straight away. You don't waste that time. You're going to have more time up your sleeve for the whole exam. And that's exactly what we want. We want to give you students the time to actually answer the questions, not try to figure out how to go about the, the nature of the exam itself. So please refine that this week before you go into each exam. And like I said, every exam is different. English is different to, to maths, uh, depending on what type of student you are as well. Like You've got to know this about yourself now at this stage of the journey. If you don't, then you've still got this week to kind of refine which way you're going to go about things. And again, I'll use sort of methods as an example. Uh, paper two in particular, it's a two-hour exam. Uh, I, I tell my students that they should do the analysis problems first and then finish off with the multiple choice in the last half an hour because 90 minutes in, you're going to be a bit more fatigued. You've done the heavy mm-hmm. lifting and multiple choice, every student and every human being loves multiple choice because they feel like there's hope, yeah. right? It's a lighter type of question. So you imagine an hour and a half in, you're feeling a bit tired and then you, you, you know that you've got multis, that's going to be a bit uplifting. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to help you ride at home. Absolutely, because we know, I guess, psychologically speaking, that um, recall memory is a lot less demanding, than, or I guess recognition memory, I should say, is a lot more less uh, demanding than uh, recall. So, you know, when we've got the prompts there, when we're seeing the multiple choice questions, we're going to be able to kind of uh, ascertain some information as opposed to having to recall it from 
answering the questions without having those prompts, the uh, multiple choice uh, options. So there you go. I mean, that's that's the the psychologist's perspective as well on on just a practical take of from my mm. perspective as a teacher and someone who's had a few exams in his time mm. um, to try to manage your, your your sort of emotions during the exam and but. By doing those multiple choice last, you're just going to allow yourself a better finish to that, that paper. So this is what I'm talking about, your tactical approach. So start to think about each of your exams, have the chat with your teacher if you're not sure which way you're going to go about things. That's where they can help you to get that sort of plan in place. Yeah, good information there, Jimmy. And tell me, uh, we want to talk a bit about exam routines. Oh, this is, this is one of our favourite jobs. And now uh-huh. this sort of comes to fruition right now. We spoke about this many times throughout the year about getting these routines ready, but now that we're actually in exam week, the practicality of this starts to take over. So, Jorg, I know you love a, a night routine, so you want to talk a little bit about, you know, I know you've sort of touched on this before, but what's a good sort of before uh, the exam? So the night before the exam, how would you play it out? Well, I think, uh, Jimmy, the first thing I do is kind of work backwards from what time I'm going to get up the next morning. And I want to ensure that I have a good night's sleep, whatever that means for you, generally. A lot of people talk eight hours. Mm-hmm. So let's say hypothetically, we're going to wake up at seven. You know, you'd want to be, I guess, getting to sleep at around 11, which means you want to be getting to bed uh, by a certain time, 10.30 to be able to, you know, have some time to unwind in bed. And you'd also want to cap your study. You'd want to have at least an hour between study and going to bed. So you want to work out what that time is. So you've got a good hour or so to wind down and relax. Yeah, take your mind off things because obviously that, you know, coming into this week, that's all that everyone's going to talk about. Your friends are going to talk about it. Your family's going to talk about it. So, so you're going to get sick and tired of the whole exams, exams, exams. So you need ways to, to separate yourself out of that mindset, even just for a little bit, just to give you a break, just to, just to switch out of it. So exactly what you're saying, you'll cap yourself at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, whatever time that is, you know, and then give yourself something to do it often, you know, an easy way is either reading a book or, yeah. or listening to music or watching your favourite show. So something just to keep you distracted. Yeah, well, something enjoyable as well that helps us relax before bed, whether it's, yeah, watching a show on Netflix. What are you watching, Jimmy? I actually just, well, I finished Squid Games, Yorks. It was very intense. I have not, I have not seen. A little bit too violent, but still uh-huh. a lot of, yeah, they're worth watching out there. If you're listening, I'd watch the Squid Games. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll be short soon. But um, yeah, so the morning of the routine, Jimmy, we've had that good night's sleep. Yeah, so this is this now becomes key. This becomes very practical in terms of your day because there's a routine for your a morning exam. So if you've got a nine o'clock exam, that's going to create a different routine to when you've got a three o'clock exam. So, you know, if you've got a morning exam, that's pretty much self-explanatory. Work your way backwards. So let's say you're going to be... Uh, you know, sitting your reading time at nine o'clock, you're probably going to get to school late 30, maybe 8.15. Um, so if you're going to do that, you, you're going to work backwards and think, okay, maybe I'll go for a walk when I get to school just to get that, that nervous energy out. It might take me 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour to get to school, depending where I live. Mm-hmm. So you want to be conservative. You don't need to add that stress. You'd rather be early than late um, in terms of your, your morning. Then you work backwards to break you and then you wake up time as well. So, so I think most people are going to be comfortable with that morning routine. It's the afternoon routine that I feel that students don't, pay enough attention to. So if you've yeah. got a three o'clock exam, you're, I probably wouldn't recommend a 6.30 wake up. No, no, you'd be gone by 3 p.m. I know you're you're not a fan of the 6.30 wake up. Not at all. Not <laughs> so at you're all. an afternoon exam type of guy? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> if I can sleep in. That's um, why you look so good. <laughs> youthful anyway, complexion. We digress, <laughs> we digress. Um, yeah, like as Jimmy's uh, alluding to, we want to obviously be able to sleep in a bit more get the day started a bit later 
and and, um, and you're going to change your routine up, right? Absolutely. So, so if if you've got a three o'clock exam, you're going to wake up, and again, you're going to be adrenalised because you know mm-hmm. it's exam day. And if you've got nothing to do and you've got nowhere to go for, for five, six hours before you actually leave, yeah. you're going to be drained. You are going to be playing out that exam in your mind over and over and you're going to be exhausted. Exactly right. So it's important on that afternoon routine to, you know, get up and have your breakfast, go for a walk, maybe go for a coffee now that now that our freedoms are back, Yorks. Thank you, Dan Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> the question I have for you, Jimmy, before we get really distracted by this yes. uh, Freedom Day is yep. that... Would you recommend 3 p.m. exam? Would you recommend some study in the morning? I would. I would yeah. recommend a little bit of light study. So the idea would be, you know, wake up, have a bit of brekkie, go for a walk, come back and do some light study. Mm-hmm. So a little bit like the grazing that we were talking about. Yeah. Right. So often I recommend for sort of the maths and sciences more so than the humanities. That's where you're doing more your planning, more your definitions type stuff. Um, just do some multiple choice. I find multiple choice as, as a form of study is it's, it's great because it allows you to vary all the different concepts throughout the course, but without having to fully dive into like, you know, a, a, an application problem or a big text response, it allows you to touch on everything without going too far. So mm-hmm. I might do an hour of multiple choice, a little bit of grazing. Then I'd go for a break, do something social, whether it's catching up with family or having coffee with a friend or something. Yeah. Then I come back and then set myself up for lunch. Cause you've got to think you're going to be hungry. I know I'm certainly hungry at three o'clock. You're actually hungry most times today. Um, <laughs> So, you know, if you're, if you're setting lunch too early, you're going to be four o'clock and you're going to start to get the, you know, the rumbles, you know, mm. I'm hungry now, and then you're going to lose your focus and concentration. So, so in terms of nutrition, you're anything, would you recommend anything in terms of that space to keep people, I guess, energised for those late afternoon exams? Because people aren't going to be hungry in exam day. I know I've been guilty of yeah. that in the past or anytime something's, you know, overwhelming, you've got a big event on during the day, we tend to suppress our appetite. What do you recommend to keep people going? Well, that's just it, Jimmy, because we often, when we're a little bit stressed or nervous, we don't feel like eating. But what a lot of people don't realise is that when we don't eat, all those uh, stress hormones peak. So what happens when we eat? We relax the body. So one of the best things you can do and the most important things to do if you're anxious, especially in the morning, is make sure you put something in your stomach so I think the main thing is that you have something. But obviously, we don't want to have anything too heavy because mm-hmm. then we're going to get tired, lethargic. Our body's going to be digesting that food. So my recommendation would be something light, but just ensure that you have something. Some people get really nervous and they're like, I can't stomach any food. Have, you know, if you can, make a juice, a make a shake, whatever it is that's mm-hmm. easy to digest. But as long as you have something in that stomach, because as Jimmy points out, when we are really hungry, it is very difficult to focus and we're more likely to get anxious. Absolutely. So that afternoon routine, change it up, have some light study, plan your lunch. And then when you arrive at the exam, know beforehand whether you're going to talk to people or not. I personally think that's a that's just not a good idea because there's mm-hmm. always someone who's going to say something that's going to trigger you and start stressing you out. Have you have you done that? Have you seen that problem? Have you done there's the only yeah. person who wins in these situations is like only the, the top student in, in, in the school. Everybody else is Exactly. There's always one of those, and they're happy to talk about it that usually. Was you, Jimmy, but what's not is what's not. <laughs> so don't put yourself in that negative mindset before you walk in. So have a chat to your friends and say, guys, if we are going to catch up, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about schoolies. Let's talk about something that we're looking forward to. Let's talk about Christmas. Let's talk about New Year's. Let's not talk about what's going to happen and have you done this and have you done that? Because mm-hmm. nobody wins out of that situation. But again, as everything that we say, you've got to be prepared for these things. 
rather than just walking in haphazardly and all of a sudden you go in and you're not feeling so good as you thought you were 10 minutes ago because you didn't plan for it. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. And um, we really believe, guys, that it's important to have that, uh, I guess, during the exam routine as well, the things that we do, the things that we do for reading time. Yeah, look, reading time, you know, again, that's the tactical approach that we spoke about before. And then having, having yourself like a plan B, we call it like a stress break or a reset break if you're not feeling well, uh, if you feel overwhelmed or feel like, hang on, it's not going for yourself, like things aren't flowing in terms of the questions, you've got to have these things um, in your mind of what you can go to to help bring you back, help centre you and sort of reset so you can start again. Yeah. And then after the exam, Jimmy, is there, are there things that are important to keep Look, in the mind? First thing, the first thing I wouldn't do is, is come out and go, hey, did you get 17 for question three? Because we know that how that's going to go well. Either you're <laughs> going to feel pretty pretty crap about it or, or someone else is. And we just don't want that for anyone. You know, you've spent your whole time preparing, working as hard as you can. And then, again, you're going to leave yourself from feeling really negative mm. and feeling a bit vulnerable at that point. We don't want that to happen. So as soon as you walk out, so see you guys, we'll catch up with you tomorrow, the yeah. next day, whatever, and, and you're off. And then try to do something nice, like with your parents, go have a lunch or do something just to, mm. just to let it go because the adrenaline's going to come out of the exam and you're going to start to fade mm. away pretty quick after that exam. Yeah, and in terms of the self-talk, guys, we've got to realise that once we have finished that exam, there is nothing we can do about it. It is over, it is gone, which is great, but remind yourself of that so you don't hold on to things as well. And that is going to help you move forward. Yeah, that's, it's, it's a frustrating scenario that we've all been with. Ah, why did I choose C and not B and all yeah. those moments? Or did I get this right? Did I get that right? It's gone, it's done, right? And what, I, what we believe in is if you set an alarm at some stage later that day, so let's say you finish the exam at 12, by three o'clock, you, you give yourself a two or three hour window where you say, okay, I'm going to sort of absorb what's happened. I'm going to reflect on a little bit because it's hard to just shut off completely straight away. But beyond that time, you set the alarm clock. And once you hear that beep up, from that point on, it's history. And you're now looking forward to the next exam. Okay? Because what can happen is if you have that negative mindset, that negative, I guess, a hangover, right? an exam hangover, which we've all experienced, it's going to then flow on to the next exam. Mm. And you're still thinking about yesterday when tomorrow's now, that's the only thing you can control is the next day, not the previous day. Yeah. You know, we use that sports analogy of, you know, when the football teams, as we, you know, we, we love our footy and, um, you know, they play a match in the week and they do their review on Monday and Tuesday, they're not even talking about what's happened in the past. Yeah, they're they're really before. And, and that's the way that you've got to think about it. So setting that alarm clock. Um, and again, it depends on some people can do it straight away. Some people need a bit more time, but choose that alarm clock. Have a chat to one of your support team. To just sometimes you've got to vent. You just got to get it off. Oh, that was... You know, like last year's methods exam, you all made the papers and made the media. I heard all about it. Um, I know you were very interested in this. I was very, very <laughs> interested. And it was a tough paper and people weren't happy about it, but it kind of dragged on and suddenly people were talking about it on talkback and then it's in the paper the next day and kids are still talking about it. Mm. That's going to affect their next exam. Yeah. So you've got to put it to bed. Important not to dwell, but to reflect. And yeah, take things out of the exam and realise that, okay, well, I've done this exam, I'm going to be better off for the next one because I've been in that environment. And had that experience. So. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Every every experience, I guess, just normalizes yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, you may have uh, realized that. Okay, I didn't manage my time as well. This is what I want to do for the next exam and focus on. Always good learnings to take from it. And, it is. And I guess the other thing I'd probably throw in there is remember that the first exam is the big buildup. You know, so English or Elang or whatever your first exam, it's just this natural buildup. Everyone's talking about it. You know, it's the first event, and then just getting that out of the way. And coming out of that first exam, you're going to feel so much better. 
and then the hype around all this stuff starts to starts to um, sort of fall away. And then by the time you're doing your second or third exam, people's and again, this is the experience that I hear from students every year that 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 sort of factor of being stressed or people are just over it. People yeah, just like let's just get it done. Nature. It becomes second nature, and you just start to see the end. So. Just get through that first exam and things will feel a lot better from that yeah, point. And that is an important uh, point, Jim, is you focus on that first exam and don't worry about the others. Don't have them on your mind when you're sitting that first exam. The rest will take care of themselves. But Jimmy, I did want to talk about um, the importance of a positive mindset. So that's uh, what we're referring to, guys, as the positive self-talk and maintaining that mindset. So when we're talking about practising... Uh, positive self-talk. This isn't something that's just going to benefit you over the next week or so, but it's also going to help you uh, through any stage of your life and with any challenge. And that's what we believe in, yeah, right? So as much as, as much as we're talking about exams right now, all the things that we talk about, they're going to continue on in your life, like, even though it doesn't feel like, like that right now because this is all that matters. But you're going to be doing um, you know, group, group projects at uni. You're going to do presentations. You're going to go to work and do projects. So you're going to be confronted by these sort of big challenges all throughout your life. So as Yorgs is saying, um, if the better you get at, at having that positive mindset, it's only going to hold you in good stead in the future as well. Absolutely. Because as we know, self-talk determines how we feel, the emotions that we experience. So we want you guys at this point in time to start focusing on engaging in more of a calm, rational, internal dialogue, uh, especially leading up to the exam. So you might feel yourself feeling overwhelmed, which is quite natural at this point. So you can always remind yourself and say things like, I've had an excellent preparation or the best preparation possible. I've done my best. I really know my content. I've had success in some of my previous SACs and exams, so there's no reason why I can't be successful again. So also remind yourself that you've given yourself the best opportunities to succeed with all the hard work you've done in the lead up to your exams, which we know you have. It's uh, It's been an arduous path. It certainly has over the last couple of years. And, you know, in terms of, I guess, that positive mindset, I'd like to add perspective to that, right? Mm. You've been going at this for so long now over a couple of super challenging years and now you're right on the cusp of your last couple of weeks. I mean, what a great opportunity. You've got two, three weeks left of obviously some challenges, but beyond that, what awaits you is a, a summer which is the most exciting of all summers because it's between now and between university or whether you go into a trade or whether you take a year off, um, you, you just can do whatever you want, which you've earned that right mm. to do. Yeah, so, it's a beautiful time. You know, so to think two to three weeks more of work for three to four months off is a pretty exciting ratio of, like, work to rest. Um, so I'd, I'd certainly take that position if you say just work hard for two weeks and you got three months off. That would be brilliant. So yeah. that's where you guys are now. And I know it's hard to reflect on where you've been and, and where you are right now, but you've been going at this since January. Think about yourself back in January, starting year 12. Mm. And going, look at the journey ahead of me. Look how much I've got to do. And now you're here, yeah. right before the beginning of this final part. So it's the beginning of the end, you're so close to the end. And uh, I'll never forget that uh, start of that summer. You feel like it's never going to end. It was a great summer, you We had some great times. And then, uh, what is it, 24 years later? We're still hanging out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who would have thought? So I guess from us, um, it's our last podcast episode of the year. So we, for our listeners out there, we really appreciate you guys taking your time out to listen to us. Uh, a couple of guys just talk a little bit about school and life. So we wish you all the very, very best in your exams. Remember, as long as you've given your best self, that's all that really matters. The mark will be the mark. And, and you know, about a month into, into your uni life or the next part of your life, no one will ever talk about the ATAR ever again. So um, good luck with everything. Stay positive. 
keep it balanced, surround yourself with good people and, um, and things will work out. That's it. All the very best, guys, and uh, all the very best for the future as well.